Hey, it's Kevin here, and I don't know if you notice any difference in the audio quality, and maybe you do, maybe you don't, but I'm, I'm really working hard on trying to get a better quality sound coming through, especially when I'm at my desk. So I'm kind of on the fence about whether I want to create content while I'm away from my desk, mostly because the quality can be inconsistent, there's background noise, uh, all kinds of stuff. But what I've done now is I've actually added a kind of a blanket sort of setup on the other on the far side of my desk behind where I am uh, I'm in a pretty big room so it does create a quite a bit of echo and feedback so uh, I've just taken some advice from someone I know and he, he said yeah um, you know try putting hanging a blanket if you can somewhere around the room to kind of you know absorb some of those those echoes and I've also got kind of a thick fleece sweater uh, on my desk just below my microphone so hopefully this sounds a little bit better but just wanted to share with you a few of these kind of hacks that I'm putting together uh, just to improve the sound quality as much as I can because I do know that sound quality is something that if you're sensitive to it it's really hard to sort of forgive poor sound quality and if you if you aren't then that that's fine but if you're going to deliver an audio experience like this group mostly is then uh, you know it's, it's my job to make sure that it's sounds as good as possible. I'm also using just a Rode, <clears throat> a Rode USB microphone. And so it's nothing too fancy. It's on a, it's on an arm. So that the, the mic probably cost me about a hundred, $120. And then the, the, the arm probably costs, I don't know, 50 or 70 or something. Um, so anyway, that's just my setup right now. And then you, uh, a long time ago, I recorded something on my, my portable mic setup, which is with a Samson go mic. So uh, all that is to say is uh, there's some new new sound quality and hopefully it sounds a little bit better. But that's not the point of this of this of this uh, conversation of this podcast episode. So what I want to talk about today is uh, a question that came in quite a while back that I didn't get around to addressing from from one of our members here from Jordan, and he asked me how did you start your membership for your consultancy Forever Spaces, and so I just wanted to kind of jump into a few of the things that that sort of worked for me, and it's still a very much a learning process. You know, memberships are a difficult thing to 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 sell. Um, so I want to kind of go into a few. Um, uh, just my, explain my story a little bit, explain what worked, explain what my thought process and learning process has been so far, and then potentially how I'm going to look going forward into the future. So I think in, first and foremost, if you're going to have any kind of a membership, you ideally want to have a sort of a niche or niche focus. I'm, I'm Canadian, so I say niche, but you're going to want to have a niche focus. And that's really going to help you to have something that is a unique value proposition. So if people can find what you're what you're offering or you're you know producing as a membership elsewhere, it's going to be very difficult uh, to to sell it because it's not going to be one of a kind. Ideally, you want to be positioned always as a one of a kind expert at whatever it is you do. And I'm still honing in on what that value proposition is for this group. Although I think it's to help you go from you know getting started to selling your expertise, not your hands, uh, and that would be sort of the success path. But the, the, the niche focus is a really key part, which actually brings us to the second point, which is having a success path. So this is an idea that I picked up from Stu McLaren. He focuses on, he's got a whole course on you know membership sites and all that kind of thing. And what basically what it is is that people who join a membership, just like just like in a consulting engagement, they're not really joining membership for content. They're, they're joining it to make some sort of a transformation in their business, whether that is to earn more money, to sell to better clients, to do some some kind of extra results so that today you look like this and tomorrow you look like this. So we talked about having goals in business and it's no different in a membership. And a lot of people get confused. They think, you know, this is about maybe content and really it's about transformation. So knowing that, you know, you have a niche focus for a niche audience and you have a very specific goal that you're taking them to. So you, they start here and they end up over here. And then along that path, maybe there's a range, maybe there's a series of steps. And that's what he calls the success path. And so what you wanna do 
And what I did was basically build out content that, that maps to each stage in the, in the journey so that people know at all times kind of what's next and how to sort of level up to the next, to the next playing ground. So with Everspaces, what I did was I, I outlined, um, several months worth of content and I broke it down into basically like empty to full. So if you're just getting started and you're empty, here are the few things you need to do. And then, you know, building out the marketing program for a co-working space until eventually you got full. And then at which point you're kind of optimizing your campaigns and optimizing, doing, focusing on member retention and that kind of thing. So that was sort of the success path. And what it did was basically once a month, uh, I would record a, a webinar and then that would that would be a training in the webinar. So I was kind of producing the content in real time as opposed to creating a bunch in advance. And that just sort of helped uh, helped me pre-sell it and then get going on it, which is really, really key. You know, we, we often wait to do these initiatives and then they never happen. Best thing you could do is just get started. So building in like kind of like a course library, I've, I've valued it at say $500 for now. And I might change how I sell this stuff later on, which we'll talk about again, but that's sort of built in. So when you sign up as a member, um, you, you get access to that whole library of resources and now there's about two years worth of content. So there's around 20 something recordings as well as uh, monthly Q and a calls, which were bi-weekly for a while as well. So, uh, and all those rec are recorded and put in there and then there's a, a swipe file. So people could have examples of good marketing that they can use next time they're doing something with their, their website or their social media, their ads, whatever. So that's, that was in there as well. And I, f I feel like, and then there was a Slack community, which is, which is, which is pretty active, you know, it's, uh, people are pretty engaged in that, you know, in that group. And I think that the reason they are engaged is because there's a lot of similarity between the members, even though there's people from single location, there's owners in there, there's community managers who act as marketing managers. There's a whole range of people, but they are very similar they're on similar paths so they can share notes. Like the other day we were asking each other, what are the best directories to be in for coworking spaces? So it's very niche and specific. And, uh, and that really makes for an interesting community. And I'm hoping to build something similar with, with this group where, you know, already I can see there's a lot of connection between the people who are signed up to this group. And I want to bring that into uh, a Slack like experience, but not, not chat, not Slack. We'll talk about that again in the future very shortly. It's, uh, it's about to roll out pretty soon. So niche focus success path. So what I did was I started it at a hundred dollars cause that's what other people are selling it at. And, uh, I, I announced it to my list and I got a few people buying and I joined, uh, another group. Um, and I was a guest expert or guest participant there. And I pitched the group in there at the end of my presentation or the end of my Q and a, and a few more people joined as well. So that was really helpful, but then it sort of plateaued. So my list right now is around 600 people back then. It was probably, I don't know, a couple hundred people. So ideally, if you're going to start a membership, you want to have some kind of an audience that really, really helps. Um, but you know, I'm not a big fan of, of waiting until you have a big audience, as you can tell uh, from from this group that I'm just just building and then promoting it and going from there. But it helps if you have some sort of an audience around a specific topic. So I had some I had some sort of an audience. I was writing content every day, which is a really useful exercise to build an audience um, for a very specific audience. And yeah, that's uh, that's that's kind of how I started it off. Uh, so that was that was that part. So I started at 100 bucks, and then it kind of plateaued. So I read a book called Trade-Offs by an author called Kevin Maney, and what it talks about is basically people are either buying the experience of something, which includes things like transformations and everything else, or they're buying a convenience element, like a convenient, uh, basically convenient, people are either, the best, the most successful companies are either buying experience or ease of, of access, ease of getting a result that they want. So I decided, uh, and anyway, this is a great book, by the way, if you like strategy and you want to figure out how to price and position your stuff, Trade Off by Kevin Maney is such a great book. 
but what I decided to do was just to play with, I've got high-end consulting and I'm like, well, what if I made this a, a highly convenient option, something that someone could pick up very easily. Um, and you know, so I dropped the price to $9 a month for all the members, even the ones that had signed up for hundred. I said, Hey, I'm going to just try this experiment. We're going to drop it to nine bucks. And then I had a few more people join and you know, that was cool. And really what I was trying to do is seed the group. So I think, you know, if you're going to launch a membership, you want to get some people in the group first so that you can promote it. And there's actually life in the group as opposed to, you know, launching it and there's like two people and they're paying full price, whatever. So I did that to seed the group. Um, <clears throat> slowly, I, I, you know, but I, I don't know, six or eight months ago, maybe a little longer, I, I raised it to 50 bucks a month, uh, with a life, with a, not a lifetime with a, um, with an annual option. And then eventually I raised it to a hundred dollars a month. Uh, once there was, you know, about 20 or 30 people in the group right now, there's around, I don't know, 40 or just more or less. Um, some of those are just past or current clients that are in there for free. Some of them are paying, you know, paying full rate. Um, and some of them are, are, are kind of, uh, brought in at the old price, the legacy pricing of $9 a month. So there's a really big range of what people are paying, uh, but it's pretty sticky. I've only ever had one person cancel, which is kind of cool. And that was because of COVID. So why do I do all this? Uh, and so I don't really have a clip. First of all, I don't have a clear strategy on how to, how to price this thing other than I like to start low, build up a base and then go from there. Um, I've personally purchased lifetime memberships into groups. And I've also purchased say like 99 bucks a year, as opposed to nine bucks a month. Patreon, for example, doesn't allow us to do annual plans, but I would probably go with something like that uh, just to get you in the door and then, and then, you know, focus on producing great content over the course of that year. So I kind of like that. You know, if you're going to do a low price, I kind of like the annual option. Um, but yeah, starting low, seeding the group, getting people in there and then building it and then raising the price and the value at the same time is always a good idea. And, you know, if you're in a B2B context, people can, there's a higher threshold. They can spend upwards of a hundred, $150 per month, depending on the group and what, and what level of involvement you have. Um, but if, if you're in a B2C audience, you know, the $5, $10 range, um, is often kind of the sweet spot. So, you know, you can go to 15, 20, 25, there's no limits, but that's typically the range you kind of work in. Um, so yeah, yeah. So basically that's, that's kind of my, my thought process. I would say start low and then build it and raise it from there. It comes with the value. It's interesting that I have an easier time selling $500 a month group coaching programs, for like five people at a time than I did like a nine or a hundred dollar a month membership. So what that's telling me is I might need to figure out maybe separate the member, the, the community piece and make that a, like a hundred bucks a year and you're, you're, you're in. And then the, the, the course either make it a one-off course that they can purchase. So it's currently promoted at 499 or on the website at 499, which gets built into your membership program. But maybe I might, I might try uh, decoupling those. Uh, so that they're kind of separate things. I just got to think about the success path at that range, right? And whether there's still going to be a path for someone uh, or not. Uh, so we'll see about that. The other thing I might do is actually deconstruct that that big course into a series of parts. So rather than selling it all for 500 bucks, maybe I sell the pieces for 50 bucks and then you know people could buy just the, the things that they're most interested in and I can add more value to it, which would be a pretty cool way to kind of create a more of an info product revenue stream. Uh, so that's kind of the stuff I'm playing with is how do I, you know, I have everything packaged together. Maybe I'll start taking it apart, playing with that, trying some limited time offers, see what sells. And that's the cool thing about it. You know, when you start a membership site, you're producing a lot of content, uh, and that's great. It forces you to create a lot of content and then later you can package up and sell that. And I'm a big fan right now of the micro economy, you know, things that are even potentially like five, 10, 20, $30, like really small, five or $10, $15. Uh, just cause it's a no brainer offer. Like I don't, 
think twice uh, around eBooks or anything like that uh, when I go to when I go to purchase them. So uh, you kind of want a no-brainer offer as much as you can, if possible. So why do I do all this? Well, I think number one is having some form of credibility. So when I'm when I'm talking to people in a sales conversation and I say, hey, I've got a group of you know, 30, 40, 50 uh, members in this space and there's a lot of back and forth and you can learn a bunch of things, it, it, it positions you as a leader in the industry, which which I am, and that's always a good thing. The other thing is I get to learn from the target market because I don't own a co-working space. I have to pay attention to what their needs are. And because I've been doing marketing so long, I sometimes forget what it's like not to know the things that I know. So it gets it allows me to really keep up uh, like my eyes glued to their, their needs so I can create content, so I can create resources, so I can create information and, and, and improve my services overall because I've got a very keen eye to the street, ear to the, the street, if you will. So credibility, learning from the market, forces me to create content, which is always a good thing. If you don't have any kind of a, you know, if people aren't waiting for your content on a schedule, then sometimes it's easier not to do it. So it forces me to create that content, then I can repurpose it, repackage it, and sell it later on as well, which is the end goal. And I think that's what a, a focus that I want to take with you is, with this group, is how do I get you from going to selling your hands to selling your expertise? And that journey can be very long, but that's kind of the, the goal is once you get good and once you're specialized and you have a very specific skill or a niche or a niche uh, or a specialization, then you can package it up and sell it without having to deliver all the stuff yourself, which is what I'm kind of doing through advisory work, through memberships and through info products. And I kind of, you know, that's kind of the end goal. I think if you've been doing this long enough. So uh, credibility uh, it makes me look more credible during sales conversations and you know all that good stuff, as well as uh, to do conf- conference talks and webinars and all, all that good stuff. Uh, learning from the target market, so my content is always fresh and relevant to the realities of, of what's going on. Forced me to create content. I use that content in my consulting, and it's a place for clients to congregate as well. So my current clients can join in there and they can they can pay attention. They can also jump ahead, and this is another value is because I create so much content, if I, if I say, Hey, we're going to focus on this, but if you want to jump ahead to say creating a newsletter, there's a whole section of module on that and the template. And you can go and take a look uh, at that in, in the resources section. So it allows people to kind of get started on work and to see your methodology without having to explain things over and over and over again. So it's a really great way to kind of productize your IP and to create um, repeatable assets that you can either resell or use in your consulting or they're a value to your your members, you know, insofar as they want to DIY. It also gives a different price point or an entry price point to your business uh, that's very low and lets people get a taste for what what kind of work you can produce. So that's kind of the thought process. I'm gonna be repackaging and, and slicing it up and seeing how different things sell. I think I can make micro products out of it and see if I could do limited time sales and you know a few things like that. So that's kind of where my focus is right now, as well as this group. I'm really keen on helping more people like you go from you know, establishing yourselves as marketing professionals and then ultimately packaging up and positioning your expertise uh, in a way that's one of a kind, unique and highly sought after uh, and scalable and leveraged, which is great. You can make great money on the other end uh, once you've learned how to do that, but that takes time. So that's why we do this slow drip process because these transformations don't happen overnight, but they are definitely possible if someone is walking the path as I am and your fellow peers in this group. And that's what I hope for this group. So I hope that helps. If you're starting a, a membership and you have any more questions, let me know. It's a great little uh, thing, business asset, and shows really well uh, in your marketing. So let me know if you've got any more questions on that. I'm sure there'll be more topics on that pretty soon. And I will report back on my findings with my experiments in repackaging, uh, deconstructing, and uh, selling um, my, my IP, if you will, as assets. Okay, thanks. That's all for now. Bye.